morning, encouragers. Welcome to the Encourage Her podcast. Season three is here. Holy girl summer. Welcome to a summer full of developing habits to become more holy. Let's not worry so much about the exterior this summer. Let's focus on our interior. Let's be whole and healthy. I can't wait to get started. Welcome to season three. You know you've heard it, Holy Girl Summer. Throughout the summer, you will be receiving practical and encouraging advice on how you can pursue holiness. However, we're feeling like there's a real importance in sharing some stories along with the practical advice. Because this is the deal, we're real women. And we need to hear stories of other women who are also pursuing God in their life. Going through things, trials, struggles, triumphs and victories, these stories spur us on and they help us reflect on our own story. So along with our pursuit of holiness, we're going to sprinkle in a series called Your Dreams, His Plans. And my inspiration for this story came from Jeremiah 29:11, where it says that God has plans for us. The exact words are for I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans for a hope and a future. And this was when God was talking to the people of God um, when they were in exile, living under the old covenant. And he was telling them, there's a future, there's a hope, there's newness coming. I have a plan. And that's for us too, ladies. He has a plan for you. Have you seen that in your life? Has something gone a different way than your plans were? And God said, "Mm, we're going to go this way. Or you're going to get to do this right? These are real life stories from real women who've experienced God moving in their life. You're going to hear some hard stories. You're going to hear some happy stories, but they're real. I pray that as you listen, you're inspired and encouraged by the real and raw story. And I also hope that you'll be able to take some time after each story and pray and ask God to show you where he's moving in your life. Maybe even reflect on what he's done because we can be forgetful about how good and holy our God is. All right, today we're going to get started with one of these beautiful stories, and you'll hear them sporadically throughout the summer. I hope you enjoy. As you're listening, if you think of someone, will you share this with her? Will you help us spread the mission of encouragement? Have a blessed day. Enjoy her story. Good morning, encouragers. I wanted to add a quick note to this podcast before you listen to my friend Maureen and I chat about her story. Maureen and I have many things in common, and one of those is our Catholic upbringing. After we recorded the podcast, I thought to myself, I want to make sure I put a little note in there so that there's not a misunderstanding from something that we did not say. What I want you to hear today is that everyone has the opportunity to have a relationship with God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. This relationship is open to all, and it's regardless and not included in just a certain denomination. So yes, we talk about how we were both former Catholics, and we go into sort of the church um, style or denomination that we practice today. 
but I didn't want there to be a misunderstanding or an assumption that that means that you have to find a relationship with Jesus the way that we did. That would not be true. And I want to make sure that I clear that up before you start. I really hope you enjoy this conversation. It's honest. It's vulnerable. And if you want to reach out to Maureen afterwards, her information is in the show notes. Enjoy. Maureen. Hi, Joe. Hey, girl. Good morning. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's good to be here. Ladies, we are continuing to roll with our Holy Girl Summer. And at this point, you have heard multiple stories from women about just how God is moving in their life, how they are leaning on God, and truly how we can see God's holiness and God's ability through our stories um, and how he moves. So at this point, you've heard a few stories and it's been so fun. Um, They've all been so different. And you've also gained some practical tips. So we realize that holiness is something that sounds like almost unattainable. And we know God is ultimately the holy one. But as we pursue him, there's some things we can do, you know. Um, But today we're going to continue on with our series, which is stories of women, real women, right? Maureen is our guest. She's a real woman. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She's going to talk about our you know, our next um, story in this theme, which was your dreams and his plans. And Maureen and I met, I guess our first time meeting, I was trying to think about it was at church. Um, I work at our church and we do something called the welcome party where we just kind of get together with new people coming into the church. And she walked in and I literally thought it was my friend Heather because (laughs) she's like an identical twin to her cousin, Heather, who I know. Uh, very mm-hmm. well. So that's kind of where I guess we first met. I had actually known quite a bit about her just through my friend Heather um, because they're cousins. So that was like our initial meeting. And then we really got to know each other at a ladies retreat. Uh, we happened to sit at the same table. And ever since then, we've been friends. So it was a pretty amazing thing how God brought us together. Yeah. Together. Truly, truly, truly. So incredible. So Maureen, as you heard my theme, your dreams, his plans, and I asked you, you know, would you be willing? Are you interested? Um, You might even have offered yourself. Um, What did it make you think of? Yeah, so you had, I think, texted uh, our group of friends and you mentioned this series that you were going to be doing. And as soon as you said, that it was Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. It just hit me that um, this is a verse that I have clung to, and I did cling to in some of the darkest and most difficult times in my life. Um, and it definitely was a period of um, realizing that my um, dreams were not the same as his plans for me. So mm-hmm. I think I reached out to you and I said, you know what, I think that I could share my story because I, I'm sure that um, it could definitely help someone else, that it c- could encourage another woman. Yeah. And it's so incredible, Maureen, before we get into your story, just how many people just choosing that verse. I mean, I really just felt led to choose the verse because I was thinking about, you know, the people of God just wondering what is God doing? Why are we here? You're just in exile and him just promising them. I have a future. I have a hope. Like, just trust in me. I was like, wow, we all could relate to that. I mean, in all different ways, but we all question God some ways and wonder about what he's doing. 
And yet he often and throughout the Bible continuously tells us there's hope, right? There's future. Mm -hmm. I have you. Um, but it's such a struggle. So thank you for being willing to share. Just amazing how this verse is just speaking to so many people. Um, so what aspect of your story did you think of when you heard that verse specifically? Yeah, so this is a verse um, that I had known. You know, I'm, I was not naive to, to the Bible and I grew up going to Catholic school my whole life. Um, and I always, you know, I would hear these promises from God. And I always thought that they didn't, um, they didn't really belong to me, not because of them, but only because I think it was just my own pride. I think that I always felt like I had everything under control on my mm. own. Um, mm. And I remember sharing this with, <laughs> with you. Um, the first time we met that like, I I've always been very successful. I've always been very independent. I've always done, uh, I've always excelled at the things I've tried to do. And I would hear these promises from God and I would think, wow, he's such an amazing God that he promises these things to people who really need him. And I didn't, mm. I really didn't think that I was one of those people. Um, and when I look back over my life, um, I have been blessed, I guess, or, you know, I can see where, um, I, I really didn't struggle with much. Like if you had asked me mm -hmm. 10 years ago, I'd be like, yeah, I mean, I guess I've had some hard seasons, you know, um, believe it or not, I had infertility. I now have four children, but I, I did go through a period of infertility, which was tough, but I, I managed to lean on my own understanding as a physician yeah. and lean, lean on my own strength. And I, I got through that. And then, um, my mother um, had breast cancer and that was tough, but she did well. And again, I leaned on my own medical understanding yeah. and I knew God was there, but I never, ever, 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 ever put my trust in him. And it wasn't intentional. I just, I was strong enough. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, and then there was a period in my life um, where I was completely um, on my knees. Like, I guess it was about, four years ago now. So right after I had had my fourth child um, and, you know, I was happily married, I thought, and I was successful in my career. And I had these four beautiful children and a, a big house. And mm. um, I thought I had really everything that um, I ever hoped and dreamed for. And yeah. those were the dreams that I had for my life to be successful, to have a big family, um, to have lots of friends. Um, and I found out that my husband was um, being unfaithful to me. And then he, uh, he left, basically. This is mm -hmm. And I just found myself, for the first time in my life, completely, completely devastated. Um, it, it, like, honestly, by the grace of God, I was able to even wake up and go to work every day. But I was completely, yeah. um, I was just destroyed. Um, and and I immediately, though, um, again, by the grace of God, knew where to go. Like I literally had, I found, you know, I pulled out a Bible. It was like this gigantic Bible. It was one of these ones. It's like, it's like bigger Daunting. than eight and a half. Yeah, bigger yeah. than eight and a half by 11. Like it was like a, like one of those display ones. Yeah. And um, I, I got it out and I just literally was reading it like front to back. It was unbelievable. I look back at that time and it was mm -hmm. like, it was 
Abby normal. It was super natural that I was like reading the Bible. Like, and I was like, what, can you believe these things? Like, did God said these things? Like, this is actually true. Like you can't make this up. (laughs) And I was like, I was just on fire for God. And I, um, literally found myself like on my face, on my knees in my room, crying out to him being like, I need you to save me. Like those were Mm. literally my words. Um, because I can't save myself this time. Um, and I, I, I questioned like, what, how are you going to save me? Like what's, what's going to become of me? Um, and he has moved in my life in so many ways. It's, it's truly unbelievable. So like, um, do you mind if I pause you right there? Yeah, because yeah. I feel like it's so, so I met you, I guess it was just shortly after yes. your husband um, mm-hmm. left and to have seen you in that state and just fully like surrendering and not even yeah. maybe realizing it, but just fully dependent on God. Like, I don't know what is going to happen to my life. And I don't know what it will look like. And I'm scared, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's amazing when you get to a point in your life where like logics don't work anymore, Mm -hmm. you know, like the logic and you're, you know, you're a physician, so you're a brainiac, (laughs) your brain is is incredible and you can understand (laughs) amazing things, you know, Mm -hmm. um, which is a gift, but I can imagine that was a hard time in that way too, because up until as you said, you know, you had gone through a lot of hard things, actually, but you'd used logic and reason and science to kind of give you comfort and, Mm -hmm. you know, get you through when all of a sudden that didn't work. Yeah. Like, how did that feel? Did that, how would you describe that? It's something that I never felt before. I, I, Mm. for once literally felt completely dependent and, um, but through, you know, the Holy Spirit giving me that desire to know God more and to read the Bible more and to pursue him more, I was able to realize that that in and of itself, which sounds so horrible to say to someone when they're going through it, but that in and of itself actually was a blessing. Like mm-hmm. that disaster and that, that what I went through, like brought me closer to him. And I had was able to develop a personal relationship with Jesus that I never, ever knew before. And I remember, you know, like even reading like the Beatitudes and I would always be like, what? Blessed are the brokenhearted. What? Like, what does that even mean? And then, you know, I was like that because I'm blessed because I'm leaning on him now um, Mm. instead of on my own, on myself, Mm. which is what I always do. Um, and, and try to figure it out myself. I can so relate. So Maureen and I have so much in common in the sense of just growing up in the Catholic background Mm -hmm. and what a gift it is, what a foundation we were given. I mean, to know that you, you know, you thought to go to the Bible because you had known about the Bible. Um, you know, you were comfortable with it. You knew the stories and again, like maybe it was more logical understanding at that point, but you knew it and you knew to go to it. So what a gift that your family gave you same about my upbringing just what a gift and seeing my parents dependent upon God and um, you know in a routine and a rhythm of having God in their life 
exactly. Me a yeah, lot. I'd say, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. definitely. I knew, I knew where to go. Like I say that sometimes, like I could have, I could have started drinking. I could have gone to drugs. Right. I could have, you know, partied when I was all of a sudden, you know, yeah. um, newly single. And I, I, I knew where, you know, my heart really needed to go. Yeah. And to be able to look at the Beatitudes now and say, blessed are those who mourn, you know, or I, I can relate to that as well. And it's, it's obvious by you making that statement that God has done some work um, to get you to that point. Cause I'm sure when I first met you, you would not have called yourself blessed. Um, no, <laughs> it's not an easy thing to say. And I, no. I love that you're saying that because if you're listening right now and you're someone who's going through something really, really hard, we know you might not be ready for that. Mm. You know, that might sound unattainable, ridiculous, even, you know, um, to think that you could be through something like this, but God has clearly done a work in you and your heart and just growing in a relationship with, with Jesus, as you said, um, him being very real in your life, not just, you know, for me in the Catholic faith, uh, just from my own little journey to me, Jesus was like the baby in the manger and then he was dead on the cross and mm -hmm. there was nothing in between for me. Although I knew his stories, there was no relationship for me. So clearly you have gained that as well, this like day-to-day -day real life relationship. Um, so taking us from that point on, so he left and you're, you mm -hmm. were broken, literally mm -hmm. on your knees, fully dependent upon God, just when I met you, just wanting to learn, wanting to understand, really like mm -hmm. clinging is what mm -hmm. I remember from you out of almost desperation, right? Um, yeah. What has happened since then? That was about four years ago, you'd say? Mm hmm Yeah. So that was about, I always figure it out based on how old my youngest child is. So yeah, he's four <laughs> yeah. and a half. So, um, but it was, um, it's just looking back, it was really so beautiful. And so, you know, I've heard like Pastor Mark say like how creative God is. And, you know, he does these things that are just truly amazing. And when I look back, I can't believe it. Like mm -hmm. I um, was, you know, going through this really difficult, you know, totally broken, you know, lost so much weight. I just, you know, felt just so depleted. And um, I went on a, um, a yoga retreat and I met um, a good friend who attends FCC. And she said to me, Oh, you're a doctor, would you ever want to go on a mission trip and serve in Guatemala? And I was like, Yeah, sure, I'll go. And she was like, hey. <laughs> I was like yep. Just like that. And just like that. And she's like, Oh, well, do you, like, do you want to know what the dates are? I'm like, yeah, it doesn't matter. She's like, it's in, you know, it's in February. I'm like, okay, that works great. And it was, I think, September or something. It was the summer. Um, and she's like, okay, great. Like this worked <laughs> out great. Um, and so she gave me, you know, the information and I, you know, started get what I was on the emails and, uh, the, a couple of the planning meetings were at FCC. So one of the meetings I decided to go, um, a little bit before the meeting and attend the service. And at this time I was still going to the Catholic church and I was bringing all four of my kids and, um, I, I can recall very, I would sit there and the, I would sit way in the front because, well, I'm, you know, an overachiever too. So I'm like always <laughs> sit in the front row. It's cool. But I would sit in the front row just so that no one could see me because I basically would cry the entire time. And mm. then, um, but my kids were all like, hey, mommy, can I have a snack? And he punched me. And, you know, yeah. did you bring, did you bring my toys? And I was like, I just, I was like desperate to hear God's word. I was, 
I was like seeking it out everywhere. If this was mm-hmm. the time where I was like so on fire and I couldn't focus because of my kids. And mm-hmm. I just, anyway, so I, I went to this um, meeting for the Guatemala trip and I attended the service at FCC and you know, immediately I heard the worship music and I was like, this is what I've been looking for. Like all of these people are here and all of these people are worshiping like my God and doing it together. And it was a sense of community that I was so actively seeking and I wasn't getting personally like fulfilled um, mm-hmm. going to church. And then I was like, wait, I, I can leave my kids in a classroom and someone else will, you know, like teach them about the gospel and I can get what I, what I so I'm desiring right now. Yeah. So that was just, that was just one piece. And then I went on, on the trip and I met so many Christians um, who just poured into me and I was able to pour out of like an empty cup. Like I was, had nothing. And, um, but to be able to um, minister to people physically and, you know, medically, but also, you know, to share the gospel and share what I was learning with people was just filled me up even more. Yeah. Um, and then I came home from that, from that trip, which was, I think like February or March. And, and you had told me about the, um, the, the women's retreat. And right. I, I felt a little like, you know, Oh, am I really going to go to this? I don't know anybody. And I remember it was a Friday night and a Saturday. And I think I went on Friday night, but I wasn't planning to go Saturday. Like I got a babysitter mm-hmm. on Friday night, but I was, I didn't get a babysitter for Saturday. And, um, and I came on Friday and I, I saw you right away and you were like, oh my gosh, come sit at my table. And I think I sat at the table and it was just me. I was sitting there at yeah. the table. And it then was. <laughs> it was. And you're like, I'll be back. But you were, yeah. you, know, you were talking to other people. And then like, Ange sat down and then Sarah and Suzanne and Aline. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, like God just brought these six women together and we didn't all know each other. Each of no. us knew maybe one of us. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know what happened that weekend, but we had a amazing bond that we formed. Yeah. And, and then you all just like walked with me through that stage in my life and filled me up. And I, I was able to, you know, just grow so much through that. Like, it's just unbelievable. when I look back to see like he provided for me when I thought like, what's going to become of me? I can't do anything on my own anymore. So right. what am I going to do? And then he put all of these people in my life. Yeah, he was like here. And you know what's so cool? And this has been the case for a few of the stories this summer, which is just so neat from my perspective to hear these stories. You're like, wow, there's a theme here because God, in almost every story this summer, he used, like, just as you said, in his creative ways, he uses like even things of your interest to bring you closer to him. So there's been other mm. stories this summer that are similar. So like something that you would love, something that fills up, something that he's gifted you in, which was medicine and serving people. And you're a people person. So he literally like mm. drew you in using something that also blesses you. Um, mm. And it's just so incredible to, to look back now and be like, whoa, wow. Like he knew exactly, you know, how he was going to draw you in and how um, he would even bless you through the process um, mm-hmm. of dependence. And it's just so neat to be reminded about that. And then, I mean, we, you know, we joke, Maureen and I are part of a little just group of women and we've coined ourselves the God squad. 
And I'm careful. <laughs> I'm like, you know, being in women's ministry and being around a lot of women, I'm careful with that because it's not exclusive at all. It's just that God did something un- incredible the weekend of the women's retreat where we came together and everyone around that table was struggling in some way. And yeah. I know during that time I was fostering and just knowing the future of my child, um, not knowing if I would be part of her future. And boy, 2911, I mean, Lord, yeah. I know you have plans for her, but what are they? Um, and all of us had a story at that table. And to just see how God so beautifully wove our stories together. And now we're continuing. We have a text chain. We just were texting this morning. Um, all of us have stayed in connection because it was so incredible. But like you also had to do work there. You had to say yes to that trip. You had to say yes to that retreat. So there is a two-part thing here. Yes, he has plans for us, but you, Maureen, also took action. You know, Mm -hmm. you could have said no, and he would have tried again and again and again because he was after you and he's Mm -hmm. relentless. But to see like when you say yes, you know, what a difference. Yeah, and I wonder, sometimes I think about that like, Oh, how many times did he try to get me? Before that. (laughs) Before that. And I always, you know, that I I struggled, as you know, when we, you know, I would I started to question like, am I not Catholic anymore? Like, what does this mean? And I I always got so caught up in those words and and I said, like, well, I always was a child of God, but then, you know, it really was a it really was something different um that happened in my life and that where I again like learned fully and entirely on him. Like I still struggle with my flesh and all of that, of course, but there's something very different in my life from that moment when I, you know, begged him to literally save me that, um, that is different about my life now. And, um, yeah, I, I I don't, I, I do. Yeah. And I wonder too, like I said yes to that trip so instinctively, like (laughs) it's not, I didn't say like, I have to check my calendar and I have to make sure I can get childcare. I have four right. kids and I have a full-time job. Like, what was I thinking? But I didn't think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's, that's think. God, right? That's yeah. God. Yeah. It's like, just, I know I need this. Yes. You know, yes. whatever it takes. It's yeah. amazing. So, I mean, just, you know, he, he obviously like, he came into your life, which you're saying, you know, there's a difference. And I can so resonate with what you're talking about with denomination and titles and all those things that we all struggle with that it God is God is our God. You know, we have the same God that you have the same God in childhood that you do now, but you've gained that personal relationship with Jesus, right? You've had like the full Trinity in your life now. Um, And that's the difference maker, right? You're, you're leaning upon the Holy spirit. You're hearing the Holy spirit. You're being guided by that. And it's, it just changes you and it changes everything. It changes the way you view the world and mm-hmm. all of it. But um, he, he gave you his, you know, spirit. You, you gained that lens in your life, that hope. Um, you're still imperfect. You still struggle. It's not like it's better than ever always now. You know, there's right. no promise in the Bible that says your life's going to be perfect um, because of God. But then he also gave you people. Like he knows we're not meant to do things alone. So he provided mm-hmm. people who are also trying to cling to God and still are. Um, And, you know, where do you feel like you are now? Like if you were able to, it's not an easy question, but like if you're able to kind of describe your life now and the Mm -hmm. phase you're in through that, you know, you gained people. um, Where do you feel like you're at now in your process? 
That's a good question. I mean, I think I'm at a place where um, I fully have it um, to like being much more humble and setting mm-hmm. aside my pride, which I think is just something that I've always struggled with. And um, now I've learned and like with, with help and, you know, with seeking him constantly to um, just fully rely on him. Like I, I used to laugh at, um, actually my mother-in-law always would say, if I would ask her, you know, are you coming over tomorrow? She'd say, oh, God willing, I'll be there. And it used mm. to drive me crazy because I would say, just tell me if you're coming or not, not if God wills it. You know? <laughs> yeah. and, and now it's funny because now I have accepted and adopted more of that mindset, like to learn to, uh, you know, to ask him to learn to seek him first before I lean on my own understanding because, you know, his ways are higher than mine and I, I don't know what's right for me. And now I know that. Um, so I can't, say that, um, you know, I know how everything's going to turn out. And I know finally what God's plans are for me. But I know that God's plan was for me to, um, to be his child and and to fully lean on him. And I have definitely um, embraced that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm looking forward now to seeing where he'll, he'll take me because I know mm-hmm. now, though, it's, it's not for me to decide. I think that's yeah. what I've learned. It's, it's not for me to say, oh, I, I know my five-year plan and my 10-year plan. Um, yeah. It's whatever he wills. That's incredible. I mean, that's just incredible, right? Like to live your life that way, not needing to know, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but wanting to know. We all would love to know. But oh, yeah. what, a, what, like a, what a freedom that is to not have to understand. Um, still struggle. You still have to be dependent to, to maintain that, but... It's almost like I've seen you go from like concerned to like curious where mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you were like almost very worried about the future, understandably so. And you had to figure out so many things because you're so much. Um, but now it's almost like you're just kind of like expectant and curious because you know he's good. Right. And you know he's going to do something. He's he's doing something right now, you know, as we speak. And it's amazing to hear in your voice when you don't really know what the future holds because I know there's women listening who can relate to that and maybe right. that is fertility you know maybe that is divorce maybe that is loss of or um many things can bring about that feeling of just right. job loss you know all kinds of things but to know that we can have hope because he does have a plan for us as he promises and I was talking to ladies yesterday and the truth is that sometimes our time on earth, you know, is temporary and there is an eternal life to come. But on this side of eternity, we don't always get to see all those plants mm-hmm. and that's hard. You know, sometimes that's hard um, to sit in that reality that, oh man, I might not see all these things through on the earth, you know, but I'll trust you anyway, you know? Right. So, right, man. It's been yeah, fun it's to, to kind of relive your story. Yeah, I was going to say, too, that um, he gives me those little reminders, too. Like, I agree with you. I think now I am curious about what's ha- going to happen in the future. I used to worry about my home and my finances, but he provided all of that, too. You know, he's, mm-hmm. he's taking care of me. But even, um, like, now I, I notice, you know, I always tell you and 
that I, I never know. How do I know God, this is from God? Or how do I know it's not just my own thought? You know, I struggle right. with that all the time because I have so many thoughts in my head. But then like this morning, one of our friends sent me a text and just said, um, I'm praying Psalm 37 over you today. Mm. And, um, and Psalm 37 verse four, take delight in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desires. And I just like, I know that he, he hears me and he knows, you know, that I, what I desire for my life and that he's, you know, he's going to provide for me and yeah. I'm clinging, I'm clinging to that. So that's awesome. And that's all we yeah. can do, right? Is cling, cling yep. with hope and stay dependent. <clears throat> well, Maureen, you are just like an awesome, what we're trying to encourage women with this summer because Holy Girl Summer, you know, it's kind of a three-part thing where we want you praying and talking to God. We want women spending time in the word and then we want them taking care of their temple, which is their body. And I know you do that well, like even before this call, you were at the gym um, mm -hmm. and, you know, you try really hard to take care of your mind, body and your spirit and you see the importance of that. So I just think you're living the example of the Holy Girl Summer. So I'm so glad that you were able to share your story. And it really means a lot to share your story because it's not an easy story. It's not easy to share. So I just appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you so much for inviting me. <laughs> yeah. And I forgot to ask you this beforehand, but if someone wanted to reach out to you, are you comfortable with me putting your contact information in the show notes? Oh, absolutely. Like okay, I, great. I mean, from, from what I've been through, like, all I wanted at that time was to talk to people. <laughs> I talked to your, all of your ears off about everything that was going, you know, on in my life. And I just, it's just so helpful to have people that can give you hope and, um, and, yeah. and, you know, point you back towards, towards Christ. And if anybody wants to reach out to me, I'd be more than happy to do that. Awesome. 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 Well, have a good day. And thank you again for coming on. It was just fun to to walk through that again and be reminded, even me, it blesses me hearing the way God worked in your life. It just reminds me, you know, how good he is. Yes, he is good. All right, friend. I will talk to you soon. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Okay. Thanks, Joanne. All right. Bye. bye. Thanks for joining me today. It was fun being together. I pray it encouraged you, and now get out there and be a woman who encourages her. Did you think of someone while you listened to this podcast? Share it with her. Help us spread the mission. You can also go onto our website, www.encourageher.net, to find resources and even apparel to help you encourage her. Have a fantastic Monday, and we'll see you again next week.